Anyway, it's your boy, Joey the Cipotex. Aquí con los cipotes. Saluden. Hello. Hey. It's me, Daniel. <laughs> Y'all are so out wilds. <laughs> I know. We're terrible at saying mm-hmm. hi. But yeah. ¿Qué onda? ¿Qué cuentan? What are, what's new? Anything new with you? No. I was triggered earlier. My ulcer was irritated. Oh, from what? Just, I was, uh, found out that, uh, the demon child, Tucker Carlson, was pilfered into the motherland. And, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> but yes, I agree. <laughs> Disgusting. Let's yeah. start easy. How was everyone's week? Well, we were not about to record because I was having a crisis. Yeah, you just started school again. Yeah. Mm. After spring break, and I was just completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like, off the jump, we had to study for an exam that I wasn't ready for. But I feel good about it. Nice. The appendicular skeleton. <laughs> Makes me nervous. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just... Uh, and then Friday is uh, my uncle's one year, so I was making me feel like shit. Sad. Yeah. yeah. So, eh. You will? I've been good. I mean, just regular, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't been that sad. But, like... Uh, We're sad. We're sad kids. I mean, yeah. I don't really have a particular reason that I have been, like, kind of in a funk. Yeah. It's just maybe the rain. I don't know. Yeah, it's been shitty. It was shitty. Dude. Also, my dog got out. Rosa. She, yeah. like, escaped the backyard. I had to, like... I had to like chase after her for a good 20 minutes yo is she so little i know so she could get into anyone's backyard <sighs> or like grabbed by like an animal yeah or a person <laughs> so it was yeah it was a lot yeah, so that's one of those like puppies that can be like some sort of accessory too so people just grab it yeah like it's easy to grab her yeah she's i so mean tiny. if you catch her right so yeah that was annoying I forgot when that happened, but I, it was... <laughs> but it occurred. It occurred. It's just like, I told you, like, when it happened afterwards, she was in trouble. She was in timeout for, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. Wait, how do you put a dog in timeout? You put them in, like, your or room. A little, uh, or in their crate. little crate, you know. Yeah. Because I was just kind of like, you need to chill out. She took a nap anyway. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. much of a punishment. Toda <laughs> cansada from running around. Right? She's like, I'm tired anyway. Whatever. Like, whatever. But, yeah, it gave me a heart attack because I thought I was going to lose her. So that bummed oh. me out. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it's not as big as what was bumming you out. But, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So It brought me down. <laughs> I feel you, bro. Yeah, but I'm just adjusting to my, like, new place, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I've just been basically busy at work. Yeah. My freaking mom stressed me today. She told me my brother was in a freaking car accident. Oh, my God. And just through it nonchalant conversation. I mean, like, but we live in the DMV, so, like, you are going to eventually get into, like, some fender bender. Well, it, well, he was driving down from work. He was working, oh. like, out of state. And he was driving down and he said that, like, he was like, I was driving and all of a sudden, 
So a deer came out of nowhere, screwed their headlight or something. I don't know. Damn. And the airbags deployed and hit in the face. Damn. But my mom, how she dropped that, just that news on me. <laughs> Random conversation. She calls me. We're all like, oh, whatever, talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, viene Freddy. Sí, tuvieron un accidente. Ajá, pero, y se abrieron una bolsa de aire. Pero sí, ahí llegaron a las seis y media. Estaba dormido. When I'm like, wait, hold up. What? She's like, yeah, your brother almost died, but, you know. He got it hit is. in the face with an airbag? It is what it is. Is he okay? Like, oh, yeah, he's fine, but that's Damn. how I get news from my parents. You know what they say, that when there is a deer in front of you, what? when you're driving, what mm-hmm. you have to do? Do you know? No. You have to keep driving, apparently. Yeah, you can't stop. You can't stop. Why? Because it could kill you or something. I don't know. Maybe that's just some weirdo, like, rural shit that they taught us. But they're like, you got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop. Well, I mean, oh, I think because, like, it'll look at you and then it'll start charging at you or something. And it can kill you with its front legs. Like, it could kick you. Oh, my God. So you have to, like. Well, I mean, my brother couldn't see the airbags deployed. Right. So I don't know what, was, <laughs> what that situation was. That's just what I've been told. Yeah. By a teacher with a rural accent. Oh, Apparently, the deer didn't die, though. Oh, wow. Like, it got up and, like... And <laughs> ran away. <laughs> it, it was, was like, yo, like, I'm out. <laughs> it was a hit. Like, my brother said it was a hit. Damn. Revolto type shit. Like, Damn. Yeah. But, so, yeah. It's out in those boonies when you drive out there? Yeah, he said it was just cornfield. Oh, God, so scary. <laughs> I'm like... A la milpa. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Those Bro, things are terrifying sometimes. Fucking, and it was like... Middle of the night, 3 a.m. Have you ever been lost in one? Fuck no. I have. Why? When? Um, It's like one of those corn mazes that you pay for. Oh, like Halloween and yeah. shit? Yeah, but it was like a real corn maze where you're like actually made to get lost. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was terrifying. Oh and you could God. go at night. At night, bro? How, yeah. did you, how did you get out? You just find your way out. <laughs> What are you gonna do? That reminds me of this one time that you know at the at the fairs back when you know pre COVID, mm-hmm. they had those fun houses that there's just a bunch of like mirrors and you gotta yeah, walk through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember they had posted one up at the at the fair that was at Landmark Mall, mm-hmm. and that one in particular, it just I was like, yeah, let's try it. So it was mirror and clear wall, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd run into, yo, I was dead ass. I was. The stairs were right there to go up to the second level to then come down on the um, the slide. Mm-hmm. Yo, I charged at that shit. Para que fue? Me fui a dar a un glass wall so hard I made my nose bleed. Dang. And then, <laughs> and then the fire department people had to go in there and fish me out. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, what? The fire department. Got Wait, how did you get there? You can't you just find like... yourself. <laughs> No, so hold on. Wait, how did you go from A to Z? Like, <laughs> you can't just say, and then the fire department came by. No, like, who so, called? So hold on. So I'm in there, and I'm just like, you know, I'm holding my face. I'm pretty, I'm bleeding. And then the guy that's in there, he's like, hey, can you try to get out? And like, they got up. Dude, for the life of me, I was in a cube. I could not find the exit. And I was freaking out because every time I would walk, bro, it was a wall. I could not figure out where I was. So then finally the guy was just like, just stay there. Call the fire department. And the fire department and the police are always like kind of posted up at the fair anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they came and fished me out of the fucking maze. 
How they did it, I don't know. I don't know if they have like a they had like a door that they opened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got taken out. And they were like, "Do you want to go to the emergency room?" I was like, "No." And they gave me cotton, like these huge cotton tampons. And they were like, "I don't think you broke your nose," because they were, you know, were doing this. <clears throat> so they put cotton tampons in my nose. It was so embarrassing because a lot of the kids that were there went to my school. Wow. I'm I, sorry. I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck those mazes. What about um, uh, what are they called? Hay rides. Hay rides. You like hay rides? I've never been on. My bad. I mean, have that shit on. No, I've never been on a hay ride. I did go to Cox Farm. You didn't do the hay ride there? I don't remember. I remember the big ass slide. Yeah. Oh, because you've only gone through the on the like during the day. Uh huh. With school. Yeah. Yeah. At night, it's like you can go on like a haunted hay ride. And you just get on, like, the, you know, what are they called? It's like the trucks with the big-ass beds. La carreta. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Y nos vamos para la milpa. Yo. No, but seriously, you just be sitting on hay. <laughs> and then you go, and then they have, like, like, creepy things in the woods while they're driving you through it. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also like this other farm called. Um, which is, there's one in Maryland. Which is the one in where uh, my mom's client lives. In Burke, is that Cox Farm? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, no, that's Cox. Farm? Yeah, that's Cox. Farm. No, 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 that there's another one that's like a smaller, like little pumpkin patch. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I take him to. Yeah, that's the one you take him to, and they have like a hayride. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, but then there's this farm in Maryland in Poolsville. That Isn't that Field of Screams? Yes. Yeah. I used to go every year before COVID. I feel like <laughs> that's a weird thing to say, but everything yeah. is pre-COVID. Yeah, I didn't COVID. go this past year because you know COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, they it's like to go to the like main like haunted place because uh-huh. I think there's like two usually, yeah. and if you pay a certain ticket, you can go in both. Mm-hmm. And they like put you in a hayride to take you to the like haunted place. The actual like haunted maze. Yeah. Fuck. But don't they touch you? Yes. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, I had oh. one touch my leg. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love those things. They're so much fun. That's scary as shit. And then they have a giant, like, um, what's it called? Bonfire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to keep you warm. Did I tell you about the one that was in Olney? About the goat man? What? The goat man? Uh-huh. Is this like the moth man? No. The bunny man? No, the, it was in Olney, I remember... I had gone with my friend in middle school, and it was called the, uh, like the Legend of the Goat Man shit, and pretty much it was like an experiment gone bad, and you were trying to save the kid that became the Goat Man or something, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out, and then you get touched a lot, and Ew. you go through like the, you go through like the, think like Mad Scientist vibes house, yeah, it's all freaky, it's crazy, and then this headless horseman pops out at the end, mm-hmm. it's very scary. Very traumatizing. And then at one part, when Michael, the kid that's becoming the goat man, mm-hmm. you get into the lab and you're supposed to be like, yeah. Wait, but why is he a goat man, not why a goat kid? No. If he's a kid, you keep describing him as a kid. No, because he's, well, he's like a, like a, like a teenager, right? Okay, so he becomes a man at the same time. <laughs> he evolves into a man. Correct. And oh, then, wow. So he also ages. Let me <laughs> Let me tell you. It's the like po- the fly. You've seen the fly. Right? Yes, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was thinking the fly. 
Yo, and then I'm thinking about it. The part where he's like, fuck, he gets tied up onto this fucking thing. And then you're supposed to yell, save Michael. No, Michael, no. What? I swear to God. And then then the fucking thing flashes like crazy. Yeah. And then it spins around. And there he comes out looking like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And he's just like, ah, and he runs out, bro. And then the lights turn off. And next thing you know, he's right in your face. Yo, there's this other haunted, it's called the Haunted Trail. Uh-huh. It's it's nearby here. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the one by the old um, prison, right? In Lauren? No, 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 no. I've no. been to that one. That one's pretty good. I have not been to that one. I want to go. But there's one here in Prince William County. Uh-huh. And it's through a church. And so they make a haunted trail. And then at the end, uh-huh. guess who's there to wait for you? Jesus? Yes. <laughs> There's a guy dressed like Jesus, and then he takes you to this, like, tent, and then you have to watch some video about being, like, a Christian, and if, like, you want to join their church. I usually close my eyes. Hold on, what? Hold on, what? So, they allow you to have fun before the boring stuff comes in? Yes, and they're really good, though. Like, they're acting, and, like, they're props. Had me. (laughs) They Yes, they did have me. They did have me. But the thing was, when I was waiting in line the first year I went, I was like, huh, weird. Why are we next to a church? And they're like, it's through the church. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But they would, like, scare you in the parking lot. Like, they were really good. And at first, it was just, like, some kid, like, some teenager just, like, Jesus being like, I'm Jesus. I'm here to protect you. You know what? And then every year, it evolved. It kind of makes sense because... He's like a ghost, a good ghost. He's like yeah, Jasper. yeah, exactly. That's what they're, I think they're trying to play on that, like, implication. They don't say it because that's blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Yo, is this still going on? I want to go experience yeah, this. Um, like, probably really? this year they're going to have it. We should definitely go. I want to experience but... this so much. <laughs> <laughs> they evolved every year. Like, every, for Does the first better? year. Yeah, well, I mean, evolved in how they're going to sell you Christianity. <laughs> oh. Shit. You know what though? I'll, I would join. Look, look how creative they are. You're gonna join based off saying, of I'm one event a year? No, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's creative. Think, give them credit where credit. It's creative. Yeah, I'll give them credit because I go. I go. You know what? You had me there. You had me I go. The fun stuff. You guys must be a fun But the last time I where went. No, no, no. The last time I went, they had more than one tent. And they had, like, groups of people. They're like, you're going to this tent, this tent. And they were all selling us Jesus. So, and I was like, okay, this is getting culty, guys. Yeah. That's when I was like, I'm getting uncomfortable. And you have to sit through it? Yeah. At least, it's not like they're like, go in. (laughs) Or else. But they, like, showed you something really scary. And then they're like, come through this tent. And you're just like, okay. (laughs) But don't you learn you know your lesson? What? It kind of sounds like an episode of The Simpsons. I know it sounds <laughs> ridiculous, but it's real. It's real. We need to go experience this. Yeah, I out. went with my parents because I'm like, oh, it's through a church. They'll probably like think it's fine. Yeah. Yo, they're the whole time. They're like, oh, this is a nice walk. Like they were not scared at all. Uh-huh. And then when we were like going into the tents, they're like, I kill Juanito. I hate this. Y'all ruined this for me. Ay, que bonito. Vamos a orar. And I'm just like, no. no stop. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, but. That's funny as shit. Yeah, I've gone to a couple around the area. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's that one's cool. one of my favorites because it's one of the most bizarre 
in the most surprising way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. All right, so let's get to the main topic. Let's get to the juice. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm disturbed beyond words. I'm not hip to the shit, but I'm mad as fuck. So did you get to a chance to see the interview? Yeah, and for people that don't know what we're talking yeah, talking <laughs> about it's the interview that the president of El Salvador Naib Bukele had with what's his name Tucker Carlson yeah from, from Fox, Fox News. News oh my ass. god <laughs> <laughs> I <That> can abomination <laughs> I'm so just like initial thoughts just like quick thoughts that you have just, about it I hate him it's like no <laughs> um it was just of all people like we talked about it of all people to accept an interview from that's just off the jump for me Tucker fucking Carlson why why him you know, you, you had a good thing going, Naive. Really, you did for a little bit. But, yeah, that for me. Mm. You? Yeah, I mean, like, I was um, genuinely surprised with who they picked mm-hmm. to interview with. Right. I have my criticisms of the Naive, you know, Bukele, like, administration and, like, what they've done. So I won't say that... They were doing a good thing, mm-hmm. but I just feel like this took it to the next level, mm. and it's escalated a lot. I think in ways that people don't realize. Yeah, yeah, and we touched on it a little bit, and I was really intrigued by your conversation about it. Can you explain more about that? Yeah, yeah. So what I mean is like, <clears throat> I have my criticisms of Naive because like he's played this like similar game. On how he's gotten followers, which is a weird way of saying it, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, votes and stuff Mm -hmm. through like this really violent rhetoric, Mm -hmm. especially towards like women, especially towards like marginalized communities. And he's just been playing like a weirdo game. He's like increased fascism in the country. Like, Mm -hmm. he brought the military into like Congress basically. And like, if that happened in the United States, like, imagine the president bringing in the military into like, capital like we would all be freaking the hell out you know and he did it casually Mm. like it's okay yeah because they weren't approving a a budgeting bill when they when he wanted it to be approved they weren't even like in session yet or they were like refusing to be in session for Mm -hmm. a, a reason like a procedural reason i'm not sure it's like obviously like a reason that they that they they had yeah right and so he was like, they're not approving it, and I want my budget bill to be approved. So he went and brought the military in mm-hmm. to, like, intimidate them into, like, approving it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's not a democracy right? at that point. If you're intimidating people with implying violence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you saying by bringing the military in? Right. You know? And I feel like people have really downplayed that. Well, that's one of the things that kind of glamorizes him, at least, like I say, from the perspective of, like, my family, seeing the military, seeing the safety aspect of it. Like, they love that shit. They, they like, this is amazing. But then I'm like, do you really not see how this is bad? You know? Yeah, it's like, like, you know, we, we're we frank, like, about, you know, we have family that have ties mm-hmm. to either side. Right. I think our family was more like, try to stay out of it mm-hmm. a lot of times and i and we're also targeted by both sides just because my parents were teachers mm-hmm. so they spent a lot of time 
trying to protect their students. And that meant like being a target of both sides. Right. And then you were telling me that your your family was more like on the military side right. and things yep. like that. So mm-hmm. like I can see that attraction. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that he's attracted people from both sides. Yeah. You know, it's not just people that were like military side, mm-hmm. you know? I've I know people that used to be FMLN that also became like Bukele fans. Yeah. And so it's because he uses like similar tactic as Trump, honestly, to like rile people up and mm-hmm. like he knew what they liked, mm-hmm. um, played the social media game pretty well, making yeah. himself look cool and like, oh, like I say what people are thinking when he's yeah. like not really saying anything of substance if you really listen to him. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, people say that he's done a lot, but there's like no concrete evidence of it. Like, it's just always just hearsay or a meme. So I always see on social media, like, they they share, like, all the stuff, positive things that he's doing, like, that carretera he did, the hospital that he did. But the hospital was built before he was president. Was, it? was being I, I built. I didn't yeah, know that. A lot of people yeah, don't know that because know that. He, he's managed to, to, like, basically make up lies. Like, from what I understand, that the hospital was being built before he was even president. Okay. It only got finished during his administration. Mm. So what was it really his? That he was like gloating about in that That's a highway. Bridge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why should he get so much credit for making sure people aren't dying on a highway? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but people- then he also built the the new uh, that new is it the housing units for those people. Right, the yeah. housing unit. I saw a post on Facebook of all places, like. It was from him directly. You know, I have friends that share and whatnot. It was like a una colonia, como que yeah. una colonia, and like all these little houses. That Furnished were like houses happy or everything. some of them, yeah. Yeah. And uh, recently, laptops being spread out. Yeah, and that's interesting that people bring those things up because that's not directly him making those decisions, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. He's also closed a lot of colonias, like Ciudad Mujeres, that was run by women, that was like for women, that like especially was a safe haven for women coming from domestic violence, mm-hmm. indigenous women. Yeah. His first like few months, he closed it. Why? Under, under, yeah, for what? No reason. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like the reason that there's these things popping up is because people have been working on this for a while. It's not him making those decisions. That's like saying people giving Trump credit because, <clears throat> you know, people got more grants in preschool. Mm-hmm. development right. in these in each state in the united states or something mm-hmm. like that that's not him that's just people behind the scenes doing their work yeah you know and i only say that because i ha- actually have a relative that works in the government and she works um doing community work for um juveniles mm-hmm. basically and so what that means is like she uses art and art therapy Mm -hmm. to help communities get out of gang violence and gang initiation and things like that. So she'll um, work with the community to build a relationship with gangs that are in the area Mm -hmm. and say, hey, eventually can can we paint over, you know, this gang graffiti because it looks (laughs) ugly and we want to put a nice painting that's being painted by the people that live here, the youth. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, like, they've been able to build these relationships and then violence has gone down in these communities. Mm. She's been doing this since before he was president. Oh, wow. That's right? really cool. But she's been afraid of losing her job because he's been firing people at first through 
Twitter. Imagine waking I up. I remember that. You know, that's that's messed up. And she, that was at the beginning. Of that it. was yeah. at the beginning. That was like the first few weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember she's like, I can't say anything. I can't even disagree with him. I can't even say that if I voted for someone else because I could lose my job. And I'm like, that's not democracy, mm-hmm. right? So-called democracy that we want, right? Mm-hmm. This was the first few weeks, wow. you know? And she's doing amazing work. Fortunately, she hasn't lost her do- job, so she's mm-hmm. still doing that work over there. Mm-hmm. But she can't speak out. Mm. She's afraid to lose her job, you mm. know? And even though she's doing great work, and I bet you when pe- when things are written about that, it's being credited to his administration, but he's mm. not the one risking his life, building relationships with these gangs to try to get these children out of them, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like people are always quick to, like, give credit to, like, these leaders that yeah. lead these nations yeah. when they're not necessarily the ones doing the work mm-hmm. on the grounds, mm-hmm. you know? So if something good happened under the naive administration, mm-hmm. we have to take a step back and be like, okay, but who was the one that was actually leading that project? Mm-hmm. Who was the one that was actually funding that project? Mm-hmm. Was there any pushback on it? Yeah. And who was pushing back on it? Right. You know, so it, I feel like, you know, we've been so especially people from, like, Oriente, Mm -hmm. have been so affected by the war and by the violence and the hopelessness that they really want and believed in in what he was saying, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, really, like, hesitant at first when he was um, campaigning because I'm, like, he sounds like a too good to be true i was gonna say just that you know it was very too good to be and true. i was just like okay like he says he's gonna be good but then like he has some weirdness with like his political parties and i was just like you know i hope that was just all like a misunderstanding i don't i don't really understand too much right, right. i was right. still learning about politics over there i remember people being super excited about him that's what i'm saying they're right. really hopeful because it felt like it was something different yeah you know but then it's like in the first few weeks i saw it change and the yeah. fact that like like I said, our relative that works in the government was, like, already so hesitant about him and very, like, afraid. I'm just like, okay, so she works in those offices all the time. I'm going to trust what she's saying. Right. You know? Somebody, like, legit on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's other people, too, that have worked on the inside that if they spoke out, they were fired, you know? Um, And so, like, I think when we think, oh, he's done all these great things, we have to really think about who's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And didn't recently his political party get most of like the... Didn't they win like 70% of the Yeah, party? yeah. And again, it was this a lot of the same tactics as Trump mm. getting elected. Like how we'd have had all those people that were like QAnon people all of a sudden get like elected here in the United States. Yeah. It's like a similar effect. I have a question for you because you know more about how the... I, I'm, I think you know more about how the government runs over there than I do. So with him winning 70%, you know, of the government or whatnot, of seats, whatever you want to say. His party. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's you... weird that we even say that he won. You see yeah. the language? Right, right. Yeah. So if you can correct me if I'm wrong over there, presidents can only have one term. And how is it five years that they're allowed to? I'm not 100% sure. I'm still learning a lot about their so do terms. You, I don't know how, again, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Will that you do you think he'll try to do like a like a vote to change that rule so he can I mean people are scared, you know, like what what I don't know, to be honest. You know, that could be a possibility. I was gonna say that's not too that doesn't sound too far off. You know, it's especially if he's like 
having interviews with people like Republicans that, you know, are quick to try to change legislative process in mm-hmm. the United States. You know? Yeah, because we see it here a lot, especially with voting rights. Voting rights. We see it with um, how they're treating the filibuster. Mm-hmm. We're seeing how they're treating... And, like, it's, I have my opinions on the filibuster and stuff, mm-hmm. but you see how, like, the Republicans are very calculated when it comes because they use it a lot as a tool to try to, like, opp- suppress voices, right? right? And, like, they're quick to change legislative process for, like, appointing, like, judges, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. he's hanging out with people like this, like, you can't think it's crazy to think that he wouldn't do the same tactics here and then there also is a history of the republican party funding fascism in el salvador Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i think a lot of us don't understand that because our families were just like casualties a lot of times yeah like you said like your dad was a child soldier, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, when you're a child soldier and you're, like, socialized military, yep. of course you're going to be a diehard military person. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so someone like you, you don't see what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell you the whole history Yeah. until you're, like, older and you're like, holy hell, this yeah. is fucked. And I've had to, like, kind of read on my own or look up shit on my own. Yeah. I think you brought that up before. That yeah. you had to find, find things out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was I saw the the military side. The oh, you know, they went to they went to the Escuela de America. You and then you turn out that's where the freaking what was it? The CIA, the FBI was like grooming the the. They literally American. they literally um, educated the military and the the death squads. Yeah. So then I'm just thinking to myself, what the fuck were you know were my people involved in? Like that's scary. And then I see what fucking happened, and they're just like it fucks me up because it's just like wow. That's this whole thing is fucked, and I still feel like I haven't even gotten like, you know, the the cusp. It's of just it. a, like surface level, right? right now. Surface, right? Same, now. same. Though. Like I'm still learning, yeah. and like I feel like we need to have those honest conversations. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's riling up those attitudes in your family that already has like a history of that, right? Should be concerning too. Yeah. Right. It's it's, it's, it's playing now. that that same sentiment that mm-hmm. became violent right you know right so it's like interesting that he's riling up people that that had Mm -hmm. and then he's like also riling up people in another way you know people that were really marginalized didn't get what they had hoped to Mm -hmm. get you know change especially really poor people right yep and so i always i'm always like yo he's just very two-sided i'm like he's playing both sides Mm -hmm. you know he plays the like fascist military dude mm-hmm. and then he plays like oh i care about the poor i care about their rights yeah like he sent one kid i think he's like a blogger from el salvador who has cancer sent him out to get treatment like paid for his flight and everything so do you think he does that just to like get yeah because then it's like why don't you just credit whatever yeah why don't you just invest the money into like improving the healthcare system or why mm-hmm. don't you invest money in like social services or providing like housing for everyone like why don't you do these basic things yeah. that can help reduce these health um outcomes people a livable wage like what's six dollars a day finna do for somebody because yeah this kid caught cancer right mm-hmm. but cancer can also have a genetic role it could also be passed down mm-hmm. it could also be um 
like exposure to the elements what elements and there's no like regulations on like chemicals that you're going to be exposed to when mm-hmm. people when there's factories they don't care about the that fucking smog in in san salvador I yeah shitty as fuck that's what i'm saying that all affects how you develop these illnesses right mm-hmm. so if you really cared why don't you just try to help and improve the air quality why don't you provide water? Why don't you provide food security for people? Water past 12 p.m. Water past 12 p.m. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. You see, like, he, he does it. He, like, he hypes himself up so you forget all these other things that are going on. And you're just like, oh, he's cool. He takes selfies. <laughs> but, like, there's no water at 1 p.m. Yeah, that's right. So what does it matter that he knows how to take a selfie? I can't drink a glass of water. There's no water at 12 or 1. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't even... Like, you better have them filled, filled, man. That's what I'm saying. So what does it matter that he can take a selfie and that he wears his Shit. cap backwards? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's so damn. annoying. Damn. He, he acts like, like, a, like a fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he hypes you up only to disappoint you. Damn, <laughs> You really like... What did he call him? Bakule? Oh, what Tucker Carlson called him? Bakule? <laughs> nah, he Bakule. Yeah, I'm like, what, what was that? Is that like a drink? But yeah, that's my opinion. Like, And like, I'm glad we were able to have these conversations because mm-hmm. I feel like people are afraid. But it's like, we're not, at the end of the day, like our... our our family's decisions like you're yeah. making an active decision to learn and not make those mistakes right i think the problem is uh people are seeing it from from here not from actually over there so like me like you know i thought he was doing good mm-hmm. i thought he was doing all these great things and a lot of my friends are sharing his stuff i'm pretty sure they think the same thing and then i see like wait why is he talking to you know to carlos tucker <laughs> <laughs> Like, what's going on here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I felt the same way. Like, again, I'm not very familiar with this. I'm still learning. But, shit, all the, the when he did the new colonia for the people, I mean, I even shed a tear a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was like, yo. Yeah, man, and that's great, you know? You know? I'm going to be honest. But I'm, then. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, why are people hating so much on this man when he's yeah. doing all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like. Because he's been really good at making it seem like he has just haters. And it's like, you don't, you're not a social media star. Mm. It's not haters, sir. Criticism is not haters. You you're the president. Shit. You're publicly paid. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if the people have something to say, it's not haters. So he's managed to make it seem like he's like a social media star. Wow. You know? So we treat him like that. Uh-huh. Oh, why are people hating him? Because you can't get water past 12. <laughs> what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's and I'm not even like... Have toilets. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like not even saying this as like... I'm not even diehard like one or the other. Mm-hmm. I'm just coming as someone that's like... Literally my parents were... Had to fear both sides. Like mm-hmm. I said, because they were teachers. Right. So we've always had... We never really understood it. Because they just told us like... The whole war was fucked. Mm-hmm. like no one won yeah and we had to face the barrel of a gun from both sides mm-hmm. so fuck everyone we're just gonna hide in our church that's basically what happened mm-hmm. right and so i had to go and read about this shit and i'm like yo this is fucked yo this is crazy you know mm-hmm. and i think that's the case for a lot of us that grew up here mm-hmm. and i have this like theory that our parents really wanted us to have somewhat of a normal childhood that they couldn't have i can agree yeah 
So it's like, oh, let's try to get a house. Let's get somewhere with a backyard so that they can be outside. Let's not tell them what happened yeah. fully so that they can be American children and have a childhood, right? Yeah. But that can't happen no. for us. No. That can't happen. That, that's not possible when the people that caused a lot of that destruction mm -hmm. are still causing that same destruction, you mm -hmm. know? Like, like I talked, we talked, uh, I don't know when, a couple episodes ago about how, like, <clears throat> a lot of the, the churches mm -hmm. were funding some of the death squads. Right. Yep. And then we're in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And we live in Virginia where the headquarters are. Like, it's all connected, you know? Mm -hmm. We're not going to avoid it. Yeah. And so, like, because they have limited our educational, like, like outcomes here mm -hmm. in the States a mm -hmm. lot of times, some of us haven't had access to even learning about our, our homeland. Yeah. So how are you going to understand the complex political, like, yeah. you know, yeah. world of El Salvador when it's hella complicated? Like I, like I said, I'm on the top of it and I can't. I'm not, I wouldn't even consider myself, like, knowledgeable like that, <laughs> no. to be honest. I'm just seeing it as someone where I'm just like, this just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. If anyone is interested in listening to what she's talking about, the death squad with the with the church that's uh, episode three i'll go ahead and link it up okay yeah link it because mm -hmm. like yeah it's 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 related to that it's all related and so when and he plays this whole like oh my family's from bethlehem i'm like a christian like every christmas yeah. have you seen that why is he playing up this christianity thing too mm. why because republicans are super evangelical they're christian why is he buddy buddy with someone like trump you know what i'm saying right. so it's just taken like I think like because I have this this um skill of like analyzing like I'm always just like asking questions like mm -hmm. I said because that's literally what I get paid for basically <laughs> it's just like looking at shit and being like what's the weirdness or what's the pattern here yeah you know right and so because of that I've been able to take a step back and I'm just like why Tucker Carlson and I did dig. I did digging. And I'm like, this so, isn't a surprise. So we shouldn't be surprised. Her? Why him? Why? Well, first of all, him? like, he's been. If you if you see how like, he's been moving the the kind of rhetoric that he plays. It's it's very much like, Republican Republican talking points, right? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to take so much the heat of the migration that has been happening under his administration, right? Mm -hmm. And look like a bad president. But then he's in this weird like situation where Trump is no longer the president and he's also kind of being shunned by the Biden administration. So it's like who's left to like him? If the if Biden that's like supposedly the representative of the Democratic Party right now, right? Because he was a candidate for them. If he's rejecting him, who's left? Has he been rejecting him? He tried going to the White House and they wouldn't let him. They say he said that was a rumor. When did this happen? Naib said it was fake. It, it was not a rumor. Oh. He, he wants to claim it's a, a rumor. It's not a rumor. Yeah, they, he, they were saying that, that he had... um. He there had was very credible people confirming this. That like, he had showed up. Yeah, and he discredits journalists. Hold on. He just showed up to the White House? I think so. And like, then they told him that up. he couldn't come... Like, that he couldn't talk to the president or something. Like, no. You ain't gonna talk to Biden. And he was saying why would Biden? Lie. I don't like Biden 
preface this. Like, I have my criticisms about, yes. He's deported so many people already, but that that's another. That's another. That's, that's another, another episode, okay? But, like, <laughs> why would he if, if you, like, were friends with his, with his opponent, you know? Mm, so I'm fair. just kind of like, what did you expect? You can't just show up just because you're president of El Salvador? Yeah. Okay, but dude. But what was the intention? You know, I guess to talk it? to him. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Yo, so this man came through Dallas Airport. Dallas. 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 <laughs> got on a taxi right. or Uber and went to D.C. and he got shot. Not an Uber. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't, he don't got into a country. Okay? He got into a Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Honda Civic, bro. Anda tirame por la comida en la White House. Allá en la Casa Blanca. Allá en la Casa Blanca y me tiras por allá. Because <laughs> you know it's, it's a Salvador picking him up or a Honduran. Of course. Yo, you don't think he didn't get like a limo or something? No. Really? Maybe like, yeah, probably. Hold like on. Maybe like a Ford Explorer. Stop. You're disgusting. Because we Salvadorians love that for explorer. I know. <laughs> they be going uphill. Hell yeah, like, man. Hell and puta. you need them around here too. Like if yeah, you be going bro. to the rural areas, you need a good car. Puta, y mira, llueve, cae nieve, it's good. And then it be hot. Put the, yo, man, y'all be belittling them for it. Yeah, I was man. like telling Dan, I was like, you notice all the trucks? He's like, yeah, it's truck culture out here. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> They're nice. So, so what was the what was the whole interview about? Because I only saw maybe. Yeah, it was basically two of each. It it's only five minutes. Should we sure just like shit. listen to it and like comment on it? To it? I mean, we, you, you guys. I want to listen to you it. Guys can okay, listen to and we can comment. comment. We can do like a like a play by play, yeah. if you will. Let's do a play by play. Okay. Okay, so let me go ahead and pull it up here. Fucking Tucker Carlson, that bitch. <laughs> let's pre- let let's give a little history of Tucker Carlson. You know, it, it it's kind of like I told you because you didn't know about this. Ironically, John Oliver did a whole segment of Tucker Carlson. Yeah, so there's Sunday. already a really good mm-hmm. overview. Also, um, I think this now or one of those like youtube channels uh-huh. has a good overview that's like who is tucker carlson and then they break it down mm-hmm. oh, shit. and he's basically just like a rich white boy from southern california Yo, you remember his whole name it was like swanson, was swanson. tucker swanson his brother's something name is carlson he has five names pretty much yeah like he's like the whitest dude you could ever meet he's gross yeah <laughs> And, like, he's known to have, like, these white supremacist talking points. He doesn't mm-hmm. use the word white supremacist. He doesn't use white supremacy. He, he doesn't even blind. say white. Yeah, he says he's colorblind, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. But he says, like, Western civilization yeah, all the time. a lot. Which we all know is what, like, the KKK and, like, yeah. Proud Boys and all those groups and mm-hmm. racists say. They're like, oh, Western civilization the best type. And I'm just like, no, you just steal and then claim it as yours. Right. That's called cheating. Plagiarism. <laughs> Alright, so I gotta pull up for you guys. Okay. Okay. Bet. We just finished up a long and legitimately interesting conversation with Legit- the president of El Salvador, Naif Bukele. We talked to him about the immigration crisis from his perspective which of course is different from our perspective, but the surprise was his perspective isn't that different. Oh, yeah? As he pointed out again and again in our conversation, the mass of poor desperate that. people north in search of a better life 
isn't good for anyone. It hurts all countries involved, including his. Okay, Watch pause. <laughs> pause it. Pause that shit. So he's saying that migration mm -hmm. hurts both countries. Uh-huh. First of all, when there's more immigration in the United States, crime actually goes down. Why do I know this? Because I actually worked in the Institute for Immigration Research. Okay? okay. So that's a fact. The more immigration and foreign-born individuals in the United States, the less crime we have, mm -hmm. the better the economy is. It's just better for the United States overall, yeah. like, as a country. Yeah. Not that they should be valued because of that, mm -hmm. but, like, that's just a bullshit talking point that they say. Just right there. Just the right jump. there. Just off a jump. Mm. Okay? So we already see that they're making immigrants seem like the bad, the evil here. Yeah. Or, like, the, the opponent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mr. President, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Doctor, for inviting me. So there are an estimated two million Salvadorans living in the United States. Maybe a little more. Maybe more. Hello. And more coming now. Yeah. Why do you think so many really? people have moved from this country to the U.S.? Well, it's obvious. I mean, our country has failed to provide two basic things, which are the two main drivers of immigration, which is the lack of economic opportunity and the lack of security. If, I mean, mm. most people won't like, won't, doesn't want to leave their country. Right. They, they like their culture, they like their food, they like their weather. I mean, it's, it's their country. They have their family members here, their friends. They live there. Most people leave their country because of two main reasons. Wait, pause. <laughs> you guys so, can talk well. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking, like, how he's saying most people don't want to leave their country. They uh -huh. like their culture. They like their food. They're like... And, like, yeah, I agree with that, but, like, yeah. it's weird that he's saying this to someone like Tucker Carlson. What do you think about that? What the fuck does Tucker Carlson know about culture is my thing. Well, here's here's what I think, what you're trying to ask. So he's saying that Tucker Carlson, because Tucker Carlson has always said, you know, foreigners that come here are going to, they can't adapt to our culture. Mm -hmm. it, it, am, am I going in Yeah, right but he's also... What does he always say? Like preserve. Oh, preserve our their heritage. heritage and culture. Yeah, that's what that's Tucker right. Carlson says. So it's like weird to say that to someone like Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Just that right, right off the bat. Yeah. Like yeah. you're making it see. It's almost like. Like making it valid. What mm -hmm. what like? Oh, I understand how you feel because I wouldn't want to leave. Trying to preserve our, our history and culture yes. too. We don't want our. You see how that's agree. tied to the nationalism too. You see, right there. Yo. Right there. Okay, Damn. continue. Okay. Go ahead. And if you're out of the Civil War we had in the 80s, well, that was the main driver at the, at the beginning. And then you have people, you know, that have cousins over there. And then the cousin says, oh, come here. You will right. get a job here. What's cousins? Relative security based oh, on what you have over there and what you have here. And so those are the main drivers of immigration. That our country has failed. I do want to point out that on the video that I'm watching, they have, uh, you know how on the bottom they have the graphics? Yeah. They have uh, a red outline that says standing up for what's right. What does that even mean? Hold on, what the fuck does that mean? Who's standing stand up for what's right? Who is yeah. standing up for what's right? I don't know. It's just written there across the across the screen. It says standing up for what's right. But that's weird because... Oh, that's his, that's his frame. That's Tucker's frame from his show. Standing up for what's right. Is that his like slogan or whatnot? I think so. Interesting. It's interesting that he says, oh, and then you have cousins over here. Yeah. And it's just like. Really? 
what like <laughs> so i started watching the video and then i stopped when he started saying that you know people come here because they know there are incentives like health insurance etc etc that's why uh, I she, 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 keep playing then keep playing okay continue keep yeah <laughs> to provide security and economic opportunity so people leave so people leave so but if the richest country in the world says if you cross over the border we will give you free health care free education free all these benefits i mean that's, that, that's a draw isn't it of course it's an incentive i mean it's, it's everything is and everything in life is pros and cons right yes so you have for immigration you have a con that probably you don't know the language or you have to the, the journey is a difficult one you may die in the journey but if in the end they will receive a lot of things, of course, it's a, it's a, the, the pros go up and the cons go down. So it depends. It's an incentive game here. And, Wait, okay. Uh, but why is he saying, like, he, so Tucker Carlson was saying, like, free health care. That, that they come to get free health care, free education, and that that's pretty much an incentive that the United States is giving these immigrants for them to come. So that's why they're leaving. And so he's just like, do you think that's an incentive that the U.S. is... That's that's insane to, like, even use that as, like, a reason, like... First off, where the fuck is that free health care? Because I don't have it. There is no free health care. That's, like, a... a I think he's a, trying to talk about, you know, what is it, Medicare? Medi no. uh, Medicaid? I always get them. Affordable care? But not Act. even affordable care. They have to fucking pay for that shit. And yeah, I talking guess. about Medicaid... You can't get Medicaid if you don't have a fucking social It just shows that, that he's using stereotypes of like what of poor anything, people. I think he's also saying that to squash down, you know, that Medicaid for all type. That's what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. That's what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Oh, they're coming here. And if we increase medical access, then they're really going to come here. But it's like crazy because people fly to El Salvador to get health care. Yeah, people will go to get, they'll rather go get their dental work out in El Salvador. I mean, you talk about all the medicines you get from over there. Don't. Put my yes, I sure the shit do. I mean, a lot of people do that. There's like viajeros that bring stuff Yo, too. Hey, amoxicillinas, dude, tetraciclinas, bro. Hey, man, <laughs> fuck the medicine out here. One of those quinientas de amoxicillina. If you're feeling a little scratchy, you throw that. Yo, overnight. Yo, fuck we don't. We're shit. not doctors, and we don't approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. But yeah. For example, if here in El Salvador we have better jobs and better security, it's less it's less of an incentive. And you can see it in the numbers. We haven't changed the country 180 degrees in two years. In one, in one year and nine months, we have been in government, of course. But if you see the numbers two years ago, you see the numbers now, immigration from El Salvador has gone, has gone, has gone yes. down. And it's a couple of reasons. But one of the reasons is that we have improved security by 75%. Yeah, because all the fucking military in the road. He's talking about the, the, the data on, like, crime, mm -hmm. but there's been cases where people have talked about how they've been messing up the data to make it look like crime is going up or down in the country based off of, yeah you know, whatever his political, like, goal is at Agenda. the time. Agenda. Mm-hmm. Oh, so them numbers isn't even what's really going down. It's not really wow. 100%. Again, this is just what I'm hearing through the grapevine as a researcher. Right. And it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because he was able to scare people into thinking that there was uh, security by having all those billboards and, like, pictures of, like, all these men being, like, arrested and 
show, paraded around. And, the prisoners from the yeah, jails, I remember that. They but there's also white. cases where it's like innocent people have been arrested. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because they're like, oh, you're from like, you look a certain way, you could be arrested. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have certain tattoos, you could be arrested. Or at me. least you could have, like, let's say, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... There are people that are in those prisons that shouldn't be in those prisons. Just like there are innocent people in our prison system. Right. You know? So, like, how do we know that some of those innocent people weren't being paraded around like criminals and then their faces are in billboards? Mm. What about rehabilitation? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So he was able to, like, fear monger mm. to be able to get people to, oh, he's taking care of it. Like yeah, no, he's, he's fixing the problem. But he didn't. He didn't even arrest more necessarily yeah. either. He was just moving people around and taking pictures, yeah. like dehumanizing them. Yeah. So it's kind of like he hasn't really brought security either. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's been cases of the military being abusive already. Yeah. So mm. you see right there, he's already painting a narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Proceed. The homicide rate has go down by 75%, and the violent crimes have, have to go down by 75%. And economic opportunities are a little better than what they were before, two, two years ago. And there's a, more, there's a little more hope here that the future is going to be yeah. better. So that lowers the numbers. That way you, that's why you have... From no hope? 10, yeah. Any hope tourists. looks like a lot. You don't have any families going out from El Salvador. But two years ago, El Salvador was bigger than Honduras in immigration. So you have... Has immigration gone down from... Um, immigration has gone down, period. So, yes. But they're saying that the it's increased from everywhere else around, but from El Salvador, it's, yeah, it's decreased. Forward. Yeah, but he's not contextualizing it. it. For a while, all immigration was going down. So you're but, saying that all immigration was going down, but I think... Can, can you explain So that? let me try to contextualize it. So what I'm saying is... Two, you can't compare the events of two years ago. Like, you have to always think of the context in which these rates are going down or up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of things were not calming down, let's say, but not as fast-paced as they are right now in politics mm-hmm. in Honduras and El Salvador mm-hmm. and Guatemala and all those places, right? Yeah. But then shit started going down with the, um, the government in Honduras, two mm-hmm. years ago so yeah. of course mo- there's going to be more migration right you know so just saying oh we have less migration than honduras of course you're going to have less migration because he's fucking killing students at the universities mm-hmm. there was a whole thing going on mm-hmm. where pe- where students were protesting and the government of honduras was like killing their people oh, of course people are going to escape yeah so contextualize it mm-hmm. you can't just use a data point and say oh it's going down we're doing better mm-hmm. no it's just there's different political events going on in the region, and that's going to affect migration. So, of mm. course, there's going to be more Hondurans coming because they're literally getting killed on the streets. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. That's like saying, oh, look, we're not having as much migration since the 80s. Duh. Because <laughs> there's not the same civil war that there was back then, you know? Yeah. So it's like I think about these things when people say, oh, look at these trends, and it's like, Okay, but what was going on at the time Mm. that is affecting this? And he's not saying that, Mm. right? He's not talking about the narco dictatorship that's going on in Honduras, that they were killing activists and they were killing like Lenka activists in Mm. Honduras, Mm. right? So like people had to escape. Yeah. Of course, and that was like 
2015. Not long ago. That's yeah. not long ago. So, of course, it's going to increase the migration. Yeah. So, it's, like, kind of weird when they compare our migration to other countries around us because it's, like, comparing our migration to Canada or mm. Mexico. Like, what does that have to do with us? Right. And what is going on in the United States at the mm -hmm. time, you know? Yeah. You have to have a specific reason to actually compare them, you know? Right. Not just use that data, like, like it's Skittles, <laughs> you know, and just like, it. here you go. Here's information. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, incentives mm. and drivers here, like, like I told you before, economic opportunities and security, and you have incentives over there. What do you will find at the border? And what do you will find inside the, and with the and law enforcement over there? Losing energetic, risk-taking people is obviously bad for your country. You want to keep people like that here. Do you resent... People fact, like that here. Wait, did he say energetic people? Energetic risk taking people. People. He's saying laborers. What what <laughs> He's saying laborers. Yes, dude. Ew. What are we cattle? Fuck. You, you see the dehumanization? Oh my God. The dehumanization. I hate. This what language. are we animals to them? Laborers to them. Yeah. Remember when I sent you that that picture of the whole uh, what is the immigrant labor camp? Yes. I didn't know they would call that. Huh? You know what that is? What? So I was signing up for the um, for the COVID test. Uh-huh. Or not the COVID, the vaccine. Uh-huh. And one of the questions was, do you belong to any of these, you know, um, pretty like much jail? Any prison, prison. or, or detention center. Uh, one said, um, what did it say? Migrant labor camp. I didn't know what the hell that was. What the fuck? It's a so, migrant facility. So I sent her a picture like, what the fuck do they mean? Do they mean like concentration camp? <laughs> What the shit? Yo. Yeah, and that's here in Virginia because it was through the Virginia State website. So you see that these governments are just seeing us as labor. Yeah. You see? Wow. Why? Because they're capitalists. Mm. But, you know, mm. don't get so me offered started. all these incentives for people to leave your country and go there. No, no I'll never send that. But I just think that for a country, it's, it's not profitable to get the people out. First, it's immoral. I mean, you need... To provide for your people, right? Yes, yeah. that's that's a the moral issue. But you also have an economic issue. If you said you're hardworking people and you're talented people and people that want to work and want to risk it just to go and work, you want to keep them here because those will be the drivers of your economy. You don't want them there so they could send a, a remittance, which be a small portion of what they will earn and what they uh, um, produce. You want them to produce here. You see his language of how mm -hmm. he's talking about these people? He doesn't even say people. He talks about them like just a labor force. The workers. The workers, workers. Los campesinos. Wow. Right? You see? So it's like... You see? So it's all, we're only like... What is it called? A commodity to these people. Wow. You see how it's being intertwined with capitalism there. Yeah. And Republicans sell themselves on being capitalists like as hell. Mm -hmm. hmm. You see how it's being all connected? Yeah. And this is exactly, and I'm not always tooting their horn. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what FMLM was talking about. Hmm. That the U.S. and the military and all of them were looking at us like commodities. Labor. Is that what the FMLN were? Yeah, about? they were. That's why they consider themselves communists, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have a communist uh, were they, framework. They they would call themselves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like considered like um, one of the biggest armed communist uprisings mm -hmm. in history, right? Yeah, and like 
we can criticize a lot of what they do, right? Yeah. And I'm always there to criticize anyone because we always need feedback, right? Yeah. But se tiene que decir lo que lo que verdad, right? Right. And they talk about this shit. They've mm -hmm. always talked about how they see the rural people as just the labor force, these commodities, just for the economy, mm. right? And I'm talking about the real like thinkers and real mm. leaders that were that you know died for the cause. Right. You know, I'm not talking about politicians or you know. You're not talking about fucking bitch ass pumas. <laughs> no, I'm talking about people that risked their lives that were in the montañas, yeah. like were really thinking about this shit, right? And like took the risk, right? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. And they were talking exactly about this. Mm -hmm. And so to see that it still applies, it's like, whoa, where are you going with this, buddy? Mm. What's the next step for you mm. to put us in line? Hmm. A lot of countries in Latin America for the last four decades. And this, this immigration thing has, is just feeding on dependency, uh, on immigration on the country that's driving. So it's, it's not good for, for this, the United States and it's not good for El Salvador. The best thing for both of us is to keep our people here and to provide for our people right here in our country and that's what people here want yes so at the end it's not i won't resent it of course but i i think that it's better if we can keep our people here that's our job and, and morally that's the that's the thing we have to do explain quickly if you would what you just said it's not good for the united states yeah. to become dependent on immigration what do you mean by that no 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 uh, what that, that's interesting that he's saying that to not come dependent on it's like no one is dependent on it. It's they have to. It's not like oh, I just want one day to grow up and migrate out of my home Hold country. On, keep, keep going. Let's yeah. Let's keep going because I want to hear. Yeah. Okay. In American countries, if if you don't provide for your people economic opportunities, if your economy is right. you know, doing bad, if your security is doing bad, people are gonna people are gonna leave, and they're gonna go and try to find. A rich country, right? They're not going to leave for Guatemala, right? They're not going to leave for the They want to go to the United States. So that makes these countries dependent on immigration because what you, you become a net, a net exporter of people. You're not exporting pro products or, or services, yeah. you're exporting people. So that makes your economy dependent on that because then that people, those pe people send money back right. to their home countries. Oh, so he's referring to Remesa. But it makes the economies dependent on that. So when you keep these countries depending on that, the economy is like a vicious cycle. So it's bad for the United States because immigration will go up, and it's bad for our countries because people leaving the country will go up as well. So it's it's bad for both of us. See, but he's still playing on the fact that mm -hmm. if you increase immigration in the United States, that it's bad for mm -hmm. the United States or the country, and there's just no statistical facts behind that. Mm -hmm. So when you play off of just a falsehood, a lie, your mm -hmm. whole argument is just false at that yeah. point. And I'm just like, what are you really trying to say? That you want to keep them to be the labor in El Salvador only? Because yeah. you're saying, oh, we're exporting people. You're not exporting anyone. People are trying to escape and be able to live, bro. Yeah. Cause they're not time, thinking, oh, I want to go be the, yeah. Oh, I want to go be the, the workforce of the United States and to get exploited there instead of being exploited in my own home country. Like, mm. no, that's not. No one's picking to work for, you know, Purdue or whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, like, 
it's weird that he's talking it in these terms like they're just a product. Mm. Hmm. And again, even like working off of a falsehood on, right. on top of that. Mm. All right, continue. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I think that was it. Oh, was that it? That was it. Short as shit. Conversation went on and on and turned to MS-13. I'm actually going to a prison tomorrow to interview MS-13 members here mm -hmm. in El Salvador. But you'll see the whole thing. Wait, did he say a prison what? He was going to go to a prison to interview MS-13 gang oh, members. Where was he going to go? Sacatras? Because I'd love to see that shit. That white boy in that prison. <laughs> they probably didn't because they're like, nah, it's going to be too much. <laughs> so what do you think the point was for Tucker Carlson to do all that? I think it's to 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 make sure that the Republican base is um behind the bukele. So I think there's like stuff going on behind the scenes that we just don't know about. Like conversations that are happening with Republican politicians mm. because they're not in power anymore. So they have to find allies in other ways. And if they have the president saying that migration is bad to the United States, it totally defeats what the Democrats are saying. Right. So you see how it's all connected. So it's kind of like it's coming from the horse's mouth that immigration is bad. Not from us, from them. Yeah. Oh, don't be mad at us. It's coming from him. And he confirms what we're saying. So let's limit it, migration. You're hearing it from there. Yeah. It's bad. But he's not even the type of person that would need to migrate the, in the first place. Right. Because he lived a fairly privileged life. He lived, He's from a really rich family. Like, mm -hmm. his family brought Yamaha to El Salvador. Oh. Okay. So, he's a capitalist through and through mm -hmm. from the start. He was, like, bred for it, basically. Mm -hmm. In the sense of, like, he was born to be the heir of all that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, we shouldn't be surprised that, like, he's with these... Republican talking heads and these white supremacists because he has the same goals at the end of the day. Hmm. You know? And, like, we don't talk a lot about how, like, Palestinians have this, like, proximity almost to whiteness in El Salvador. Yeah. But it is a thing. And, and people are, like, confused, but it's, like, there's also diversity within Palestinians. You know, we have to think about there's also ethnic diversity, and a lot of these Palestinians that came to El Salvador, I think, are Christian Palestinians. Mm-hmm. So they have this already, like, connection with Christianity. Yeah. So it's not hard to get them to, like, you Assimilate know. to what's going on already in the... In, yeah, and in yeah. the politics behind it mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, and how it's tied to, like, we've talked about white supremacy, right? right? Yeah. And because their proxy to whiteness is a lot in El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Like, if you say you're Palestinian, people have these really, like, uh, positive... Oh, the, like it's seen yeah. as something so like, oh, wow. Oh, you're like bougie. Oh, dang. You oh, you must. Bitch. Yeah, like it's like a really good thing, yeah, right? Yeah. If you claim you're part Palestinian or, oh, my family's Palestinian. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's like a, there's mm. almost like a clout to it, mm -hmm. right? And so I think this is what make it, we don't really talk about that. Mm -hmm. But there is this weirdness to it that there's this layer of like, oh, they're also assimilating to the white class in El Salvador, yeah. to the rich white class. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, they're going to go to other rich white classes mm -hmm. and be friends with those people. And mm -hmm. who are those people? Typically are Republicans in the United States. <laughs> so it's easy to get those people to back him at the end of the day. Right. Um, yeah, I heard Yesley Vega was really happy about the interview. I'm sure. <laughs> 
Because she's for him, right? Yeah, I mean, like, she's, like, now she is because I'm not sure if she was at the beginning, but I know that she is, like, has a picture with, I think it's the ambassador to El Salvador or something like that, mm -hmm. Milena Mayorga. Mm -hmm. And she's married to one of the guys that was, like, the, 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 Brains behind El Mosote. Oh. Or something like that. Or he planned it or something like that. Or gave the orders. Shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she's like friends with someone. And he elected her to represent El Salvador. Oh, wow. So there's another connection there that to fascism, right? Yeah. It's these little things that we're not noticing. Wow. That's crazy. And she like, she's, I don't know if it's her husband. No, I think it's her brother-in-law or something. But she like defends him. Yeah, and so Yesley Vega has a picture with him, and she's also Republican, yeah, and she so talks mad crap about migration and crime and MS thirteen. So what? 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 What do? You, why do you think these uh, Salvadoran that come from immigrant parents and whatnot? Why do they join the dark with, side? Yeah, yeah. Why do they align with Republican views? I think um, when we look at them, a lot of times. They're typically, like, white or white mestizos. Yeah. And, like, we can't ignore the racial dynamics of El Salvador at all. Because mm -hmm. um, people that look like them can get out of poverty faster, can go to university faster than mm -hmm. someone that, like, looks like us or comes from, like, a canton like ours. Yeah. You know? And um, someone like her can assimilate to whiteness easier than us. Right? Mm. So it's like, what benefits your goals at the end of the day? Right. What benefits your people? My people are not the same as Yesley Vega's people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? At the right. end of the day, my canton is not the same people as hers, mm -hmm. as her people, you know? And I people might come from rural areas, but you're still functioning as a white person mm -hmm. in these spaces. So it's a little more easier for you. Yeah, it's a, and if that's the case, and you're only seeing it in that dimension, like oh, you know, I haven't had it as hard. Like if you work hard enough, you can get out of it. Mm. But it's like you look white, and maybe people don't see you as MS13. Mm -hmm. You know. So yeah. what you're saying pretty much is, as soon as you step in, you know, as soon as you step into Texas, because we're brown, our experiences changes there immediately because they're yeah. Like for example, you remember like. You wear baggy pants, and immediately, like, people would stereotype you as, as a marero. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't wear an oversized shirt. Early 2000s? Yeah. You were a marero. Especially if you were brown. Yeah. We have to be real about that. Yeah. There's a look to a marero, right? Yeah. But, oh, they're just, you know, when they're, like, whiter in complexion, it's seen as a style oh it's their, they're, that's just their style oh it's in the mother way yeah mm -hmm. right like i remember our school has a lot of the same people from el salvador from the same fucking area it's kind of weird mm -hmm. like all related like it's weird <laughs> in bailey's crossroads specifically <laughs> at least when we were growing up there mm -hmm. and like i remember like like 
we weren't allowed to wear certain colors combinations together. We couldn't wear certain shoes sometimes. We couldn't mm-hmm. wear like certain pants. We couldn't wear certain. It's like you had to look and dress like a white person. Yeah. To be ex- to be able to go into the school, right? Just to be passable. Yeah. And who does that really benefit? It's like the white Salvadorans because then they just look like the rest of them, right? Of course, the administrator is not going to think that you're the gang member. Because you, because he probably doesn't even see you as Salvadoran half the time. Damn. Me? I can't take this melanin off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been accused of being a gang member and I've only been in AP classes. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I remember being in, I think high school is the one that, that I can think of the most. There were some students that were in the same ESOL classes that I was, but because they were like, lighter skin than me they they were able to succeed more because i had a hard time getting off so yeah like my parents had to fight the administrator to sign me out of esau because they wanted me to keep they wanted me to stay there mm-hmm. i remember one of the teachers telling my mom that well if she takes me off esau i was gonna i wasn't gonna graduate on time wow yeah yeah and they get funding for those seats for those esl esau seats what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. Like, there's been studies about how your skin tone or mm-hmm. your proximity to, like, blackness or whiteness will determine your outcomes in mm-hmm. Latinx groups. Mm-hmm. And the same could be said of Salvadorans. I forgot to tell you this. Um, I got a call from school today about Joseph. Um, they asked me if I can bring him on Monday to do another access test. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where they test them on their English proficiency. Mm-hmm. And I told the teacher, no, he's not going because he's fluent in English. That's his first language. He's not going there. They sent me a, um, a form that I had to fill out because on the original form that I filled out, I put in that the second language that was spoken this was when I was living with my parents was Spanish. Mm-hmm. So they immediately put him in ESOL. I thought he was right. in ESOL to help him with his speech impediment. <gasps> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, It's it all. it all puts you in a box and it's like, if you look a certain way, you're more pushed towards that that mm-hmm. like path, mm-hmm. right? Like I was put in ESOL, but I was reading at a higher level than my white peers and my white Anglo peers in my class, yeah. but I was still in ESOL. Mm. So they took me out because they're like, why is she reading these like advanced books? But in ESL, they were like trying to teach me American culture. They're like, this is a wishbone on a turkey and this is like it was like weird like indoctrination shit the fuck yeah yeah and i don't think every kid went through that yeah you know what i do remember when mm-hmm. i was in middle school you remember when the no child left behind shit popped off mm-hmm. and they came out with this like standardized test that they wanted these kids to take to yeah. kind of test their proficiency mm-hmm. i remember being put in the lecture hall at the school and they put literally all the Hispanic kids, all the, Sp- everybody, everybody that had some sort of Hernandez, Fernandez, Rodriguez type shit. We were all in that lecture hall mm-hmm. and I'm looking at these kids and then I'm, we get this test and it asks questions like, what is this? You know, it was a picture of, 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 a, of, a, of the sun, like mm-hmm. the sun in the sky. I took how that do you same test. This? You know what I'm talking about? And it's like, what you... is this? And it's like a picture of a hand. Yeah. And it's like table, chair. Hand. Hand. Mano. 
yeah like trying yeah. to trick you like and then the sun one it was like how do you spell this word and it was s-u-n-s-o-n or s-o-l like sol and i was like i got i saw that second question i got up out my seat and i went down there i was like why am i taking this test mm-hmm. and the woman just looked at me just go up there and take that test you're supposed to take this test i was like i don't remember you guys sending any paperwork to mm-hmm. my parents to sign off for me to take this test what was it this was in middle school. And you know what's crazy? A lot of times it's been mostly like Central Americans and like certain Bolivians mm. and certain Peruvian kids. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't see a lot of the like white South Americans no, in there. No, A lot of times they were in, in AP classes. Yeah. They were in like IB classes, like very mm-hmm. advanced courses. Yeah. And they were easily passing as white. And I think that's what's happening with Salvadorans too, mm-hmm. because we have to remember we're like the second gen that's like you know establishing themselves here. Right. So some of them have you know married and and been with like white Anglo's and mm-hmm. like it brings those those values into mm-hmm. into those people's families. Right. And so I think that's why there's a growing like almost like a Republican base because these are people that have been easily been able to not be the stereotype of MS-13, then, mm-hmm. like, you guys are like MS-13. I'm not, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Have been able to go to college and afford college. Mm-hmm. Have been able to marry into whiteness, you know? Yeah. And someone like Yesli Vega, she married, like, someone that isn't white, but the way that they move, the the, the community that they have mm-hmm. is white. Yeah, because that's what she appeals to. Right? Is white folk. Mm-hmm. The ones that are in the comments is the white folk. Oh my God, have a blessed day. Exactly. God bless you. Exactly, yes. exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like, that's why, and he's appealing to those people. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're like him. At the end of the day, they're like him. Yeah. Because white is going to act white no matter where it is. Mm. You see, they're going to always have power. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some of our people were duped into that shit. Yeah. They thought that they could get out of oppression by throwing our people under the bus, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's people that, I mean, it happens, but that's why I think it's our job to really learn what happened so we don't do that. Yeah. You know? Because there's hella, like, colorism in El Salvador. Yeah. 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 Shit. I mean, they're not recognizing Afro descendants until now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's still not... I've been learning a lot through you, like, because I didn't... It's just not something that I was familiar well, with. Well, it's because I was, like, I was taking, um, it was, like, weird because I've always had, like, like black teachers, like I said, mm-hmm. like, kind of be like, hey, come with us type mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> and, like, like a lot of times they were the people that were, like, standing up for me and trying mm-hmm. to protect me. And I'd just be like, why? You know? And it's because they would see, like, their kids in me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was always, like, I was, like, I don't think like and it's not that I didn't think I was black or anything like that. I mm. was just like it's not the same as here. Right. Because my mom always said, Oh, tu tu papa es negro, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Oh, that's different. Like, come to find out it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not different it's not at, at all. all. Cause then he's like telling me, yo, he told me that our aunt was like one day, she's like, Arnold, digame, ¿cómo se siente tener piel negra? <gasps> And he just looked at her and he's like, Eres bien tontita, verdad? Wait, what on? I'll tell you later. But yeah. <laughs> he's like, Eres bien tonta, verdad? And she's like, What? And he's just like, Don't ask me that again, right? And I'm just like, Right there. She's asking you, like, yeah. How does it like, how is it like being black? 
Like, what the fuck? You know? So he's, like, now telling me these things. And it's because I think also they were trying to assimilate to whiteness. But mm-hmm. it just didn't work out for him because it's like, boy, look at your skin color. <laughs> <laughs> he's darker than us. Like, it's not going to work out no matter how much you blow dry that hair. Fair. Yo, but he be, like, keeping that job. Slick. Slick as fuck. And he be using what hair products to do that? Have you seen his counter? Oh, that's all your dad's? I thought that was your mom's stuff. No, dude. My mom doesn't have any. My mom doesn't even wear perfume. All of the hair products in my parents' sink, that's my dad. The eco styler, the hair sheen, all of that is hair. (laughs) The hair blower is the yeah. The the air the the hair dryer, that's his. He has all these like round brushes so that he can like straighten it and blow dry it every fucking day. Yo, I thought that was your mom's stuff, nope. dude. Damn. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? That's what okay, black get it. That's what black folks did in like the fifties and sixties <laughs> here in the United States. Like they would get like perms or they would blow dry their hair all yeah. the time so that they could like assimilate somehow or try to like hair, straight hair. Yeah, or try mm. to like you know. Yeah. There was like all that pressure and i'm just like why is my dad doing the same now like <laughs> you know you know what it's funny that you say that because i just thought he did it just because he liked to take care of himself i didn't think about you know him being indigenous black i, I really didn't I just, but it's like when you really sit down and think about it you're like yeah that makes sense actually yeah, no i just thought he was doing it just to be in- but again we grew up in an area like Era, we said and, and you know me, I'm not the. Type. I mean, hey, he is hey. about how he looks. Yo, right. Your and, dad's you know, about them looks. He's yeah. a flex. Yeah, that's how I am too. Like, I have a, I have a flat iron. You know, I like you just col- don't want. You don't I like, like the color it. pink too. I, I like. What did I tell? I bought a, a shirt with a pink figure on it, and I told Joey like, it's just the color. It's just red. No, yeah. Let's talk about how you don't like your colochos. It's not that I don't like my colochos. No, I don't like my colochos. See, see, so you still got work to do. You know, but that's why dad does it too, though. That's why I mean, he started wearing his hair curlier now. I don't know if you've noticed. Like, he doesn't, he keeps it under a cap sometimes. Again, why? Mm. And it's because over there, like, if you had your hair unkept or it's colocho, like, because I do like the products that you got me. Yeah, because I finally put you on something. Yeah, you need to take care of your hair. But, like, (laughs) but, like, if you, like, if you think about it, like, in El Salvador, people can not give you a job porque tu pelo se mira mal. Porque, yeah. You know, all this stuff. And all they're telling you is go straighten your hair. So, Yo, of course, he got into the habit of doing that, you know? I got told at work, and I know he was trying to be cute, but he was like, ay, bien mechudita, anda hoy, verdad? And I'm like... What is that supposed to mean, what sir? What are you trying to say? And I had my little puff going. I had just, like, broke the cast of my curls and stuff for the That's offensive. Girl. Don't say that to me. <laughs> Did you just fucking call me Michulita? And he was just like, no, bien Michulita, understand? And then I saw him and I went like that. And he was just like, no, es que, que sus colochitos. And I was just like, boy. I was like, pase adelante, es que me enoje. I was like, man, you ready? There's this weird fetishism with colochos. Have you noticed that? Yeah, man. I realized that at my job. It's weird. Yeah. Ugh. But I do love my curls, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love my curls too, but sometimes men will be weird about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, ooh, are you a sexual woman? And it's like, I just got curly hair. Like, what are you talking about, bro? What you be talking about, bro? They're like, I mean, it's like you're wild or something. Ew. Usted le gusta. Que vayuca usted. Mm hmm. 
but yeah so like i don't know i i just think it's it really shows that like fascism unfortunately is increasing yeah and we just gotta do the work and learn about the history i was gonna say just that i'm like we have to really and learn. not try to repeat it and mm. explain to our parents and be patient with them at the same time right. like like my dad we have conversations and stuff but once i see that it's not gonna like it's not gonna benefit him anymore i end the conversation there but we've been able to get far like now he's questioning bukele he's like yeah why would he have an interview with tucker carlson Mm. you're right you know Mm -hmm. but he wouldn't have thought of that if i didn't talk to him but i didn't push it beyond that you know i'm letting him think about it analyze it himself yeah he gotta break it down himself yeah and he's really thinking about it because Mm. i've seen him comment all day on stuff and he's like yeah we should be concerned that he's talking to a white supremacist i'm Mm. hoping it's gonna be better but this is concerning yeah so now he's really thinking about it you know Mm -hmm. and so like we also have to know that our parents can think you know complex Mm -hmm. about complex issues too we just gotta kind of help them make the connection right you know give them that push Mm -hmm. yeah this was because uh, at the end of the day even though your family was a part of the military it didn't benefit y'all absolutely not if anything it destroyed your family correct i mean look your dad like he has suffered so much you know yeah and i'm sure if you make that connection to your mom like how has that helped us yeah you know yeah absolutely and it's definitely little conversations that i've started to have with yeah and it's those little conversations where they're just like and it's those little moments because they can also think for themselves yeah you know no they're so, smart people yeah they're smart cookies yeah. Yeah. yeah so we gotta we gotta learn and make sure that 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 they're able to yeah. make that connection and definitely just open ourselves up to where we're from and what where we come from and not be like oh no no since that shit didn't affect me i ain't gonna fucking read up on it literally it, though it affected you though bro like whether you know it or not like, real talk but yeah no this was this was a fucking dope ass conversation man i like this one yeah. <laughs> so we we can keep having we can like circle back when like new events with him and like Con- try to contextualize it yeah, we need to bring so that we can back. go back and like have these conversations with our parents too for sure yeah yeah no this is good but yeah, yeah. I don't know what you mean como digo Bukele no Bukele Bukule I cannot believe he said it like that oh my god in his country he's like wow you really like you have no self respect bro you let him say your name like that in your country <laughs> In your country, you didn't even practice that with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. Bye. 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 Bye.